Welcome to the TCU Chi Alpha podcast, where we share sermons, interviews, and other resources that encourage and challenge students as they follow Jesus on campus. All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Zoe. I've been in Chi Alpha since freshman year. This is my senior year now. Um, but before we get started, I want to pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this evening. Thank you that prayer is a gift that you give us. Thank you that you speak to our hearts, and we're just so grateful that you would want that relationship with us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right, so a little background about me. I grew up in a Christian home and really was going to the church for all my life. Prayer was something that we would do at like meals and maybe if I was going through like a particularly hard season in life, but it wasn't something I really did regularly as I was growing up. Um, and during my sophomore year at TCU, yes, this is me. My mom thinks I was about three in this picture, so a little bit of background there. Extra holy in that picture. Um, <laughs> um, but during my sophomore year at TCU, I really just decided, okay, like prayer is something that I want to spend more time on. It's something that's important and something I'm not really doing as much as I should. This wasn't something where I felt like a holy calling from the Lord to start praying, but it was more of just recognizing, you know, Jesus tells us to pray, like I should put more effort into it. So I started by saying, okay, I'm going to spend like X amount of time before lunch and pray. And I chose lunch because that was something I did every day, so it would fit really easily into my routine. And it was really cool just to see how God worked through that and how he taught me about himself, how he taught me about um, prayer and myself as well. And yeah, so that was a really cool just period of learning for me. Um, and I'm excited to get to share some of that with y'all tonight. But I do want to make sure you know I am not perfect. Um, it mentioned the possibility of preaching about prayer earlier this semester. And one of my first thoughts was, I don't know if I'm qualified for that. Um, I thought about all the ways that like I could be praying more or didn't feel like I was praying enough. But God has taught me a lot about prayer during my time at TCU, and my goal tonight is not for you to learn more about me, but to learn more about God and for his desire to have a relationship with you. All right, so the first thing we're going to talk about today is what is prayer. Um, And with understanding what prayer is, I think it's important to understand what prayer is not. And first of all, it's not an obligation. Jesus does instruct us to pray, but I would argue that prayer is so much more of a gift than it is of an obligation. Jesus tells us to pray because he knows how much we need it and how good for us it is. Also, prayer is not a way to make God like you more. Um, So prayer really is a relationship with God, and if I go and I'm having a conversation with my friend Kezia, it's not because I want Kezia to think I'm a good person, it's because I enjoy talking with Kezia and want to get to know her better. And prayer is the same way. So the simplest definition I could think of for what prayer is, is just a conversation with God. And one way you can kind of visualize that is having a conversation with a friend. And it's similar to that in that talking with God is very personal. It's um, something that really builds a relationship. Whenever you spend time with someone, you're going to build a relationship with them. And prayer is a great way to do that as you're uh, spending time with God. And the way it is unlike having a conversation with a friend, though, is that God actually has power to do things about the things that you're bringing to him. If you're bringing anxiety or financial situation or healing, God can actually bring healing to that, um, which far more than any of us ever could. So, and before we go too much further into it, I think a really important question to think about as you're going into prayer is, what do you think God thinks about you? 
Because if you don't believe that God cares about you, it's going to be really hard for you to want to bring um, the things that are going on in your life to him. So I have a couple of different Bible verses that are going to come up in a second, just that I think show God's heart towards you, and I hope it's encouraging. But our first one, um, you are not unimportant to God. God loves you, and he also likes you too. Um, There's a verse in Zephaniah. It says, the Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. So God rejoices over you, and he delights in you. The next one, um, you're not bothering God when you pray. You're not a burden to him. He wants to hear from you. 1 Peter 5.7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So the Bible actually tells us to give our worries and our burdens to God like he wants to hear those from us. All right, our next one, um, you're not too broken for God. Um, He comes down into our darkness. And this verse in Galatians was written by Paul. I'm not sure how familiar you are with Paul's story, but Paul was actually persecuting Christians before he became a Christian. He would um, imprison them, and we don't know if Paul ever executed Christians, but he approved when they were executed. So Paul had a lot of darkness in his life, but then Jesus came down into that, and he later in his Later in his life wrote these words, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So Paul, even in his darkness, Jesus still loved him and gave himself for him, and Jesus does the same for you. All right, and lastly, you're not rejected by God. He calls you his child, and he really wants to spend time with you. Isaiah 43.1 says, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. So, I hope that gives kind of a picture of God's heart for you. Like He wants to hear from you. He wants to develop a relationship with you, and he really does love you. Okay, so now that we've covered what is prayer, let's move into why do we pray. Um, first of all, Jesus did it. Um, and as Christians, we're all called to imitate Jesus and become more like him in that So there are many instances in the Bible of Jesus going off and taking time to pray. So that is something that we can imitate. We also have some of Jesus' prayers actually recorded in the Bible, which is really cool too. But the other reason why we can pray is that prayer changes situations and prayer also changes us. So in terms of situations, James 5.16 says, The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I want to explain what it means by righteous here real quick. Um, When Jesus died for us and we accepted that, Jesus gave us his righteousness. So this is not saying that if you do enough good things, then God will answer your prayers. It's saying that because Jesus died for you, because you are his, your prayers are effective. So another way to read this verse is the prayer of a Christian is powerful and effective because of the work that Jesus has done in our lives. Yeah. And... There's also a quote I found that I thought was good by Max Lucado. It says, Our prayers may be awkward, our attempts may be feeble, but since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not in the one who says it, our prayers do make a difference. So even if you don't feel like you're good at prayer, that's okay. You don't have to be eloquent or fancy with it. Jesus actually says it's better not to be long and fancy if you're (laughs) just, he would much prefer like a genuine and honest heart. And even if that's short and not pretty at all. Like, that is very much Jesus' heart behind that. And then with situations, um, we read the verse that prayer really is effective, and God does change things through prayer. 
Um, this morning, I prayed for God to help me not fall asleep when I woke up after my alarm went off, and it worked. Um, <laughs> Um, but I've also prayed about bigger things. I've prayed about um, which college I should go to, as maybe a lot of y'all have as well. Um, God has brought healing through prayer and um, guidance and many things. God does change things through prayer. And then um, one other thing I want to say in this section is that God doesn't always say yes. Um, and that can be really hard when God doesn't answer a prayer or says no to a prayer. For me, in those moments, I just hold on to the fact that God is good and that he can bring good out of any situation. Okay, and prayer changes us. So when we spend time with God, we become more like him. And I know that change can sound like a scary word, but God is completely good. There is nothing bad or evil about him. So when we become more like God, we're becoming better versions of ourselves. We become kinder, more generous, more perseverant. So really positive things. Um, in my life, when I've spent more time like um, just persisting in prayer and doing that regularly, I feel more connected to God. I have more trust in God just as I'm going through life, and I'm just more at peace generally. Um, a more concrete example of that is with a calculus test I took in my sophomore year. So in high school, grades were very important to me. I'd definitely say like that was part of my identity, that I was a good student and always had to be a good student. So whenever I got a bad grade in high school, I would always be like very down on myself, very self-critical, just that would kind of ruin my day. And honestly, I carried that mindset with me into TCU. Um, and during my sophomore year, I was taking Calculus 3, so that was fun. But... Um, <laughs> When I, it was early in the semester, late September, so probably one of my first tests in the class. This was also during COVID, so it was an online test and all that. Um, but I went through, took the test, hit submit, my grade came back, and it was a 63. So without a doubt, failed that test. <laughs> um, but in that moment, I knew I had a choice where I could react the same way I did in high school, where just be really down on myself, self-critical and all that. Or I could trust that God had a plan and that, and that God could bring good out of it. So um, I opened a new tab on my computer, pulled up YouTube, searched Christian music, um, <laughs> turned that on, and then I grabbed my prayer journal and started praying. I actually still have that prayer journal, so I'm going to read from that now. But one thing I want to say before I do is that I was still very disappointed about the grade. It's not that I was automatically happy about it, but I knew that God was still good in it, and I wanted to try to see that. Okay. Dear God, thank you for the 63 on my test. Lord, it's hard for me to accept, but I'm so grateful that I'll have future opportunities to make that into a passing grade. God, all things work for your purpose. Thank you for fulfilling your will through my test. Thank you that I can trust that all things work together for your glory and my good. Jesus, you are so much more than anything else in my life. Thank you for giving me what I needed, not what I wanted. So I wouldn't say that that was like God changed my heart in that moment, but that was evidence of the changes that God had been doing in my life through spending time with him in prayer. So, yeah, that's kind of my story with calculus test. Okay. <laughs> And now, after we've talked about like what prayer is and why we pray, let's talk about how we can pray. So, 
My top advice for developing a prayer life is number one, to pray. Um, and this might sound blindingly obvious, but it is so easy to make excuses for why we don't pray or like maybe, oh, I'm not very good at prayer. I don't have time. I don't know how to start. But really the best way to grow in prayer is just to do it. And as you pray more, you're going to learn more about it. And, but it really is just a conversation between you and God. And it doesn't have to be anything super scary or fancy or long. And then second, set a time and a place. So this is really about developing consistency in your walk with the Lord. Um, and we've talked a little bit about like how your relationship with God can be like a relationship with a friend. And so if you are just saying prayers throughout the day, which is awesome, by the way, God definitely responds to those prayers, that could be like the equivalent of like sending a text to a friend. But for me, I've had my most powerful times in prayer when I set aside intentional time to do that. And that would be some, like going and eating coffee with a friend and just actually talking about what's going on in life and having those deep conversations. So with the time, it can be like 4 to 4.05. It does not need to be an hour. Um, but just starting small, and then that can build over time, but just choose something that's sustainable for you. And then also place somewhere you're not going to get distracted. Phone goes across the room. Don't pray with your homework sitting right in front of you. <laughs> I'm a big fan of out of sight, out of mind, so even if you just close your laptop or put your paper like under your chair until you're done, I think that will make a difference. And then um, third, writing it down. So does anyone else ever try to pray and get distracted in the middle of it? Okay, cool. I'm not the only one. Um, but writing my prayers down was honestly a game changer in developing my personal prayer walk because it is so much easier for my thoughts to go down a rabbit trail than words that I'm actually writing. And I know that that may not be the case for everybody, but I'd really recommend to try it. It just gives you... Um, more focus in that. And then you also get like a record of prayers you've prayed in the past, which is cool to look back over. Okay. And also in prayer, one thing that's really important is that you be honest with God. God already knows what's going on in your life. He knows what's going on in your heart. And trying to hold that back isn't good for you. And God wants to give you freedom from that. Even if those emotions that you're trying to hold back are directed at God. So maybe you feel frustrated at God or confused about what he's doing. I found so much more healing when I actually bring that to God instead of just trying to deal with it myself. So, yeah. And then just overall, like, we spend time with our friends. We should spend time with God. Like, spending time with someone is how you develop a relationship with him. And just remember that God wants to hear from you. Like, he really enjoys it when you spend time in prayer with him. And then a last question I want to cover is, what if prayer doesn't feel spiritual in the moment? And there are two things I would say to that. First, that's normal. Um, there is a process of discipline to desire to delight. And an example of that would be, like, working out. So maybe at first, working out is something you have to make yourself do. It's hard. It's not, it doesn't come easily, but as you do it more, you start to desire it more. You see the benefits of it. And then at some point, it gets to a place of delight where you actually enjoy like going to the gym and working out. I admit I am very much in the discipline stage of this, <laughs> but I hope to get to delight at some point. Um, so prayer is the same way. Like It might seem kind of difficult at first, but the more you do it, the easier it gets and the more you get out of it as well. 
And then the second thing I would say is that prayer can feel all kinds of different ways. It can feel joyful, emotional, heavy. Um, I've had periods in my life where prayer doesn't really feel like anything at all. Um, during my junior year, I went through a relatively long period where I really just couldn't feel God with me at all. Um, but I kept praying because I trusted that God was still with me, like he said in the Bible, and that he still hears my prayers and yeah, just that he would keep his word that he gave us in the Bible. And yeah, God taught me a lot about him through that um, time period. And one of the big things was that God's power or his presence don't depend on whether I can feel him. And so that's something I'd like to encourage you all with as well. So in summary, prayer is a gift that God gives us. When we pray, we're inviting God's power into our lives and into the lives of the people in the world around us. So there's a quote by Billy Sunday. It says, if you are a stranger to prayer, you are a stranger to the greatest source of power known to human beings. I would add to that, if you are a friend to prayer, you are a friend to God. Okay, so now we're going to move into a time of actually practicing this so that you might can take this and apply it like in your own lives. So we're going to go through a... Um, acronym called ACTS, that's the framework for prayer. This is not something that you have to do. There is nothing in the Bible that says you must use the ACTS method when you pray. Um, but we're just going to walk through that real quick. So A stands for adoration. This is just saying, God, you are kind, you are good. It's praising God for his characteristics, who he is. Um, C is confession. So just saying, um, confessing sin to God. So God, um, I'm sorry that I was judgmental earlier or angry with this person, and I apologize for that. T, Thanksgiving. So this is thanking God for things that he's actually done. Um, and this can overlap with adoration a little bit, but like I said, it's just a framework. You don't have to go exactly by it. And then S, supplication. That is a very long word. Um, it just means like giving your request to God and asking him for things. So an example would be, God help me with my test tomorrow, or God um, help my friend who's dealing with mental health. So that's the basic framework. And so we'll give out pieces of paper and pens in case y'all want to try writing it out. Um, but before you start with Acts, um, one thing I want y'all to do is just tell God about your day. Because we've talked about how God like really cares about even the little things in life. So just spend as long as you want talking to God about how your Monday was, and then try out Acts, and we'll have some discussion questions after. Thank you for listening today. We'd love to connect with you beyond this podcast. If you want more information about TCU Chi Alpha, visit tcuxa.com. God bless and go Frogs.